Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And today we're talking about what is going on in Vuani in Limpopo, where a constitutional crisis is looming as residents have vowed to block the Independent Electoral Commission from holding municipal elections next week. And uh, Professor Shadrach Guto, thanks uh, for uh, joining us this morning. And uh, you had the opportunity to listen in to what the minister had to say and uh, what Nsovom Sambo, the spokesperson for the Pro Mercado Forum, had to say. And uh, the question now, um, as uh, Edward Temba asked, is what happens if no voting takes place? Um, Where does that leave everyone constitutionally? Well, thank you very much. Let me say it is a pity. Professor Guto? Okay, just uh, trying to rectify that line there. In the meantime, let me read through some of the messages coming through. Uh, Advocate Sietzi Makubele says, uh, Van Royen doesn't have people in Vuani. However, I believe all people in Vuani uh, don't want to vote. And then Jabulani, uh, Jabulani Chauke says... Um, Oh, in fact, I lost that one, but I've got one from Zaki Matebula who says, uh, Mr. Sambo and Mulaudzi, they are the ones who are ca- causing trouble in Vuani because they see tenders are going out. And Rafael says, um, the people are the bosses. What does listening government do in the situation in Vuani? Mr. Minister, you know what the people want. So uh, the minister should act on that. And I'll give uh, Mr. Sambo an opportunity to respond to Zaki Matebula's um, allegation there that this is about tenders, this is about uh, being left out. Uh, but before we do that, let's hear from Professor Shadrach Guto about the constitutional implications of what is going on in Vuani. Professor? Yes, um, I'm sorry that was, uh, the line cut off. Uh, and I was just starting to say it is a pity uh, Minister Van Royen is not uh, with us anymore so that we can clarify some of the issues. Uh, but what you are asking is, first of all, people have the right to participate in the political process, and um, I think that is includes the right to vote. Uh, but they also have a right to choose not to vote, and therefore to say they are boycotting is not a violation of the Constitution as long as they don't use violence or intimidate anyone, because that would be uh, violating their people's constitutional right, but it is also a crime uh, to intimidate people and threaten them and and so on. So I think there are several uh, constitutional principles involved in that. The right to participate, the right not to participate, the right not to uh, exercise violence. Now, assume that people do boycott in a large number. Uh, what it means is that a minority who will vote will vote those who will be leading people in the wards, in the municipalities, and so on. The question then is one which is not just constitutional, will they be able to govern when they are chosen by a minority, they are not wanted by a majority of the voters, and so on. It's going to be very difficult. So you can go through the process if there's a, a large scale of boycott, 
and it means, therefore, that you can go through the process of elections and you elect the people, they form whatever wards and uh, municipalities, but they are not able to govern because the people do not want them to govern. That's a practical part of it, the political side. Secondly, or thirdly, I would say that uh, this is not just about elections alone. Uh, from what has been talked about, it is also about the right uh, to education for uh, uh, the children, for the youth, to shape the future. That is important. And if the boycott is one that keeps the children away from school, it is one which is damaging and is therefore undermining the constitutional right to education in the country. So how does the uh, the community, the government, get together to ensure that they get a solution? Because otherwise, as they continue to fight each other, as I was listening uh, just now on the debate between the minister and the representative of the community, it does show that they are fighting and the elephants are fighting but the grass is suffering, and those are our children, our future, and so on. So I think that they ought to look at that and see that they are, both sides are undermining the right to education in that area. And then the other aspect of a constitutional nature here is the role of the Municipal Demarcation Board and um, and I think it has to really think, and this case, in my view, may have to be taken for uh, review in the in the court so that it is resolved from a legal point of view because uh, you can't just say the Municipal Demarcation Board decided this. It is also undermining the image of the international, ele- of the uh, independent electoral commission because people will say they were not able to conduct proper elections there. But the problem is not with the Independent Electoral Commission. Uh, it is one which has been generated by the Municipal Demarcation Board. So those are some of the uh, legal constitutional issues that I would like to uh, bring forward. So if one person, if one voter is cast in Vuani, the person yes. for whom that vote is cast is the winner. If one, only one vote is cast, that vote is likely to be of the person who is standing voting for themselves. You mind you that <laughs> the people who participate in elections also vote. <laughs> so it will mean the person, this one person is voting for him or herself. He will be the winner. The question then is, can that person constitute a ward? Mm. Can that person constitute a municipality? Can that person really govern mm. the people who did not vote for him? Can, can he lead? There's nobody to lead. He will be leading himself or herself. So that is the tragedy of the scenarios that will arise. But do we have um, thresholds uh, for uh, elections uh, saying that there must be, you must reach a certain threshold of the number of um, 
residents in a particular area, in a particular ward? Uh, because this also lends to Warren's question, who wants to know why don't polls have a quorum requirement? Well, we don't have that in our laws, and we could uh, try to generate that in order to deepen the democracy and, and governance and leadership, because uh, the absence of that uh, could lead to the situation you are just the hypothetical situation you are mentioning of one person coming out to vote, one person winning with overwhelming majority, 100% of vote. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that 1%, uh, one person will win by one vote, it will be 100% overwhelming majority, they will be there but they will be redundant, totally redundant, and will not be able to provide any leadership because they will be leading themselves. And I think that these are some of the things we need really to discuss in civic education, uh, education on democracy and governance, uh, you know, in debate, in schools, uh, and uh, so that people understand this dynamic and uh, the reality of choices that they make.